Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're listening to a Chicago Sports Nation production, enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. Well, come on, baby, don't you want to go? Well, come on, baby, don't you want to go? Back to the same old place, sweet home, Chicago. All right. Welcome back. It is Bears Nation podcast. We have a special guest today. Cody Rourke joins the program to talk some Broncos ahead of the Bears tilt against Denver on Sunday. Cody, welcome to the program. Excited to have you. Hey guys, thank you so much for having me. Really looking forward to breaking down this matchup. Obviously, both teams looking to get that first win on Sunday. And uh, you know what? This is a battle of the pass rushers uh, in this game. So definitely an exciting matchup. Absolutely. So we'll get it started right away. As you mentioned, both teams looking for their first win. Bears didn't look great against the Packers to start the season on Thursday night. Broncos had their own struggles against the Raiders on Monday night. Uh, Kind of a flip of the bookends of the week, if you will. Uh, Cody, we're coming in. You guys have Joe Flacco, first season in Denver. Uh, What is something that you will be watching from the Denver side? Something that you are looking for the Broncos to take care of, something that you'll be watching specifically for your team this week? Well, I think when it comes to the offensive side of the ball for the Broncos, Joe Flacco, you know, Joe Flacco was sacked three times by the Raiders. If we look back in comparison, when the Bears took on Aaron Rodgers, they got to him five times. That can't happen uh, for the Broncos in this matchup. So for me, I think the biggest key that I'm looking at for the Broncos offensively is to give Joe Flacco time to throw the ball. I mean, when you talk about Leonard Floyd and Khalil Mack on the outside, I mean, it's a scary combination. And when you have versatile inside backers like Danny Trevathan and Roquan Smith, I tell you what, you know, it's going to make your offensive game plan a little bit harder. And, you know, Vic Fangio, former D coordinator for the Bears, you know, he comes over now with the Broncos, and you look at what Chuck Pagano has inherited. I mean, it's still the same aggressive style of defense. We saw that when the Bears took on the Packers. Uh, and lost 10-3, to and, you know, really, that's not on the Chicago Bears defense, whatever. You know, um, it's not on them at all. Uh, so, you know, for them, the offense for the Chicago Bears has to score more points. But, you know, this is a tough game. It's going to be a week two, grinded-out battle for both sides. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think any offense uh, can afford to make any mistakes against any of these defenses. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, you talk about Joe Flacco, right? And this year, you know, his first game in Denver against the Raiders, you saw his stat line, 21 for 31, 268 yards, and a touchdown, no picks. What did you see from that first game against the Raiders? How do you think Joe Flacco is spinning in this system? And do you think it's going to be uh, an ideology for the Broncos to be run dominant against the Bears, despite the Bears having a very good run defense? Or do you think they're going to rely on Flacco a little more to test the Bears' secondary? You know, I thought what I saw from Joe Flacco in the 24-16 loss to the Raiders on Monday Night Football, you know, we saw a tremendous difference. We saw a guy that's been experienced, and he's been in the league. He knows where to, you know, make the throws. He had a couple of poorly placed throws, some either low, one one pass behind. Uh, But also there were a couple of drops. Deshaun Hamilton dropped a touchdown reception in the end zone 
against the Raiders. So, you know, one thing I liked about Joe Flacco, he got the ball out of his hands quickly. Uh, he's a guy that, you know, when you look at him side-by-side side in, in comparison to Case Keenum, Case Keenum's ball, after he threw it, took a little bit of time to get there. You look at Joe Flacco, he's got some velocity. He fits it into some tight windows across the middle of the field. Uh, that's definitely a guy who's won a Super Bowl MVP before, uh, a guy who's been in the league a long time. Now, for the Broncos in this game, you mentioned, you know, the Bears – Run defense or passing defense, you know, they're, they're very stout all around. They're very aggressive and stingy. So I think the Broncos' game plan, they need to come into this game and try to establish the run early on. They tried passing right away against the Oakland Raiders. I mean, their first play, though, uh, from scrimmage was an end around with tight end Noah Fan. You don't want to kind of do that a little bit. You want to establish the run on the inside with Royce Freeman and then possibly bring in Philip Lindsay to be the guy that kind of gashes you. Uh, but everything in the run game for the Broncos is set up passing game will be off the play action, the bootleg. So uh, I would say come out and establish the run early. If you can do that, find yourself in favorable situations, you know, then you can kind of maybe be a little bit more aggressive against the Bears defense. But, you know, like you said, you got to neutralize some of those guys in the interior, the inside backers. We talked about Akeem Hicks as well. Uh, you know, they, they've got a long, uh, they got a big task ahead of them, this Broncos offensive line who's kind of up in the air right now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, you make great points. Something I want to ask you about the Broncos, Cody, is it, we Philip Lindsay. Obviously, last year he was awesome. You know, the undrafted guy. He came out, kind of took the the league by storm a little bit. Even though that the Broncos drafted Royce Freeman, and then we saw a little bit of a fifty fifty on Monday Night Football, as you as you said against the Raiders. How do you see that going forward? Do you think that we still see that kind of a timeshare, or do you think one of these guys edges out coming into week two? Well, the Broncos' game plan offensively, and it's been that way in the entire preseason, too. Philip Lindsay, they, they uh, envision that he's going to get overall more snaps on the field, but they also see that Royce Freeman will probably get the majority of the carries, given the fact that he's bigger, he's bulkier, he's built for maybe running in between the trenches a little bit. You don't want to run Philip Lindsay consistently in the trenches and have him get banged up a little bit. That's going to be the biggest question for the Broncos. So I think overall you'll see more carries when it comes to Royce Freeman, I think you're going to see a little bit more overall touches when it comes to Philip Lindsay, just because of the type of game plan that they have. They want to get him involved in the uh, screen game as a running back. They want to get him on swing routes. They want to motion him out to empty and, and maybe get him isolated one-on-one with an inside linebacker or even a, a slot corner. They want to try to do a different uh, variety of things here with Rich Kendrill in his first year as an offensive coordinator for the Broncos. So, you know, I would say that's probably what we're going to see in uh, Sunday's matchup. Yeah, so obviously if you look at this game, the biggest storyline that all the national media ever wants to talk about is the fact that, you know, Vic Fangio, obviously defensive coordinator of the Bears last year, years past, now he's with the Broncos, so you know, everyone's talking about, okay, Vic knows, uh, you know, the Bears offense, but before we even get into that, I just want to say, what did you see exactly from Vic against the Raiders? What 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 did you like, and what was he bringing to the table defensively, and, and what do you think he'll bring to the table uh, against the Bears here now that he knows that offense? You know, I think the biggest question when it comes to Vic Fangio is obviously the adjustment from being a guy who's been up in the box, being able to see everything on the field uh, for majority of his career, now to being on the field, and he brought over Ed Donatel. I kind of pointed out the suggestion. I thought it would be beneficial for the Broncos to have Donatel up in the box uh, with direct eyes and ears to Vic Fangio down there on the field where he can make some of those adjustments. Uh, Donatel is obviously the title defensive coordinator, but we all know that Vic Fangio is calling the shots, and uh, his defense is you know usually stingy and aggressive. Um, I, I think that would help the Broncos out a little bit. 
what I saw overall from Vic Fangio as a head coach, you know, there were people that were kind of getting on him for the fact that, you know, sometimes he'd settle for field goals. But there was a situation where the Broncos, if they needed to kick a field goal because if they went for it on fourth and ten and they didn't get it, then the Raiders could have ran an additional, you know, five to six minutes off the clock and the score wouldn't have been 24 to 16. It probably would have been 24 to probably nine at that point with where the Broncos were at. So if I had to take a look at maybe kind of a week-to-week improvement, I think Vic Fangio is going to learn from obviously the regular uh, season. He was on the sideline all preseason, but I think the biggest thing is when it counts, you're going to find ways to adjust. I think the Broncos are going to come out and they're going to make adjustments quickly. Uh, but I'm going to be really intrigued to see how they do that and how, you know, if uh, the whole issue of staying on the sideline, not really having that trusted voice and that source above you uh, in the box telling you what's going on defensively, then I think that, you know, we're going to see that change possibly happen at some point this season. But, uh, you know, really impressed with Vic Banjo early on. Uh, he's a guy that is no nonsense. He talks about controlling the controllables. He's brutally honest. Uh, and that's what you want in the head coach. Now, granted, it's his first year. Uh, I think overall, though, Vic Fangio, he's learning. And, uh, you know, it could be a year-long process for him to get fully acclimated as a head coach. Yeah, I totally agree. And then I want to bring up one specific player, right? That is Bryce Callahan, former Bear. You know, we loved him when he was in Chicago. Uh, but, you know, the reason we did not read, Chicago did not resign was because of those injuries. And it, it, it's evident. Uh, early on, but from what you've been hearing, you know, I've seen a few things around the league and it, it doesn't look likely that he plays, but if you were to make an official prediction, do you think he will be out there against the Bears, Bryce Callahan? You know, I think right now it's up in the air because the status is listed as questionable from what I've been told from a Broncos source is that, you know, there could be a strong chance that Bryce Callahan misses significant time. We talked about that broken foot for in the uh, Rams game on Sunday Night Football back in December where Vic Fangio and then found a way to slow down that Rams offense. Uh, broken there, he had surgery, uh, but I've been told there's a little bit of a complication going on with his foot. He had it stepped on when the Broncos did one of their uh, training camp scrimmages at the stadium, and from that point on, he re-aggravated it. So there could be some uh, more time that Bryce Callahan misses. I would be very shocked if he played this Sunday, though. I, I don't think that he's going to be ready for that. Cody, quick question. We mentioned the, uh, I mean, the Broncos, obviously, they have Von Miller and they have Chubb up there. One of the top units in the league just with those two alone uh you know this bears unit this bears offensive line very well paid cody white here obviously getting the extension kyle long restructuring his contract and you have massey and leno on the outside not to mention james daniels how do you see your broncos defensive line and that pass rush unit matching up against this bears offensive line you know, I think a lot of that's going to be predicated off the quarterback. If you take a look at the Oakland Raiders game, on a, you go back and you watch the coaching film, you know, the Raiders had a really good game plan. Their, their plan was if the Broncos were playing off coverage, they were going to utilize the quick passing game because how do you neutralize a pass rush threat like Bradley Chubb, Von Miller? Well, you got to get the ball in your hands quickly. Well, they started going condensed formation. You'd see stack twins, you'd see trips, and they kind of have to get guys to play off coverage. And uh, their car would just find the open spot. Very good at diagnosing that. If the Chicago Bears take that style of approach offensively, they could create some issues for the Broncos. But, you know, you mentioned if the Broncos secondary can provide some decent coverage, tight coverage underneath and disguise some looks, then you get some, you know, you get an opportunity to get to Mr. Trubisky a little bit. But, you know, like I said, I, you know, you can't have it to where your pass rushers can't get there. You know, Mr. Trubisky being mobile extends the pocket a little bit. Your secondary has to cover a little bit longer. 
Um, but I think the Broncos are going to have a, a good game plan in terms of trying to get pressure on them. You're going to see them sent four at times. You're going to see disguised blitzes coming from the edge, from the inside backer. Uh, they're going to do a variety of things. But I think overall, this is going to be a fun matchup to watch between the Bears' defense uh, and, and the Broncos' offense. I don't think it's going to be a fun matchup to watch from the Broncos' defensive line against the Bears' offensive line because, as you mentioned, you know it's going to be a tough, scrappy, in-between-the-trenches battle. And uh, they got to hope that they can get to Mitch Trubisky and not to let guys like Allen Robinson or even Tariq Cohen or Trey Burton get free across the middle of the field. Yeah, I mean, you, you look, the interesting thing is, right, when everyone's talking, I bring it up again, the whole Vic Fangio thing about he was in Chicago. But, you know, when Vic Fangio was in Chicago, David Montgomery was not there. And that currently is listed as pretty much the Bears' RB1. Obviously, it wasn't happening against the Packers. He was not getting those snaps. But uh, how do you think the defense is, is game planning for a guy like David Montgomery who's so versatile and assuming he's going to get more like 20 carries or so and the fact that Vic Andrew doesn't really know what he's capable of, how do you like that matchup with those inside linebackers of the Broncos who are, you know, they're, 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 they're decent, but uh, it could be a matchup problem for a guy like David Montgomery who can totally break a lot of tackles and break free uh, at any time. Yeah, they're looking to get back inside linebacker Todd Davis. He didn't play in the Oakland Raiders match. Yeah, I'm dealing with a cap strain since the you know first day of the NFL training camp period. Uh, if they can get him back, that will be a big boost because he's the best run defender. He's veteran. He's got a good idea on what to do in, in terms of diagnosing, reading the guard pool. Uh, Josie Jewell, Corey Nelson, they just re-signed him, former Broncos player on the Super Bowl team that the Broncos had there. Uh, you know, they like those two guys there, but they also have a little bit of inexperience in terms of covering somebody. Uh, I think overall, if the Broncos want to have some success here, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Vic Fangio has to transition a little bit, maybe to a four-man front, because as you mentioned, a big, sizable running back like David Montgomery, you got to find ways to bring him down. And it's really easy to run against a three-man front when you're going in your nickel package. they got to find ways to kind of maybe condense those uh, run lanes a little bit, get off double teams, and then maybe slap a little bit so you can cause some havoc on the interior of that offensive line. Cody, I just want to ask you real quick, who do you think, if you had to, I mean, we've talked about the Bears defense and, you know, Akeem Hicks, Khalil Mack, Eddie Jackson, all those guys, but who on the Bears offense would you target as their biggest threat, someone that you would like the Broncos to pay extra attention to this week? Hey, you know what? they got a lot of weapons here. And here's the thing that kind of concerns me a little bit. The Broncos have struggled against tight ends. We know Trey Burton is a very versatile guy. I know he's been dealing with a little bit of a groin injury. But to me, I think one of the biggest keys for the Broncos in this game is to identify where they place Tariq Cohen. Because as we saw in the Packers game, they might come up outside in the slot at wide receiver. He's a guy that's super fast. He's almost he's, he's a comparison guy to Theo Riddick. Uh, and, and, you know, the Broncos kind of find a way if he's out there to maybe slow him down because you cannot allow him just to run free off the line of scrimmage. you got to find ways to get hands on him and maybe slow him down a little bit. Uh, but if I had to talk about a, maybe a big key guy that might just shine a little bit if you don't pay too much attention to him, I think Allen Robinson could be a, a big play threat for the Bears that the Broncos have to pay attention to. And I would look for Matt Nagy, maybe even a target cornerback, Isaac Adam with Allen Robinson a little bit. Uh, depending on what they want to do, I mean, you could see Chris Harris Jr. follow him around, but you know, like I said, I would be, uh, I'd be looking for the Bears to test Isaac Adam early, and I think Allen Robinson could be one of those guys that if you don't keep an eye on, he can make you pay. Yeah, that's definitely one of the biggest matchups you're looking at. That, you know, that's a top-tier uh, back in Chris Harris versus the who we could still think the star in Allen Robinson. Let's go. I'm going to turn it back to the, the Denver offense and what they present 
you know, you got right now Cortland Sutton and Emmanuel Sanders. It's really the one-two, and you know, Emmanuel Sanders is aging. Cortland Sutton's kind of the younger guy. Who do you think the Bears are going to be paying more attention to? Because you look at last week's stats, Emmanuel Sanders comes out there, has a pretty nice game, 86 yards, a touchdown. He had a nice, long 53-yard play. And then Gordon Sullivan, a little bit more consistent with seven receptions and 120 yards. Seems like he was getting most of the targets, most of the action. But we obviously know of Emmanuel Sanders' ability to break three at any time. So uh, in the Bears' secondary, who are they going to be paying more attention to? Is that Gordon Sullivan now in his uh, second or third year? Is it Emmanuel Sanders? You know, that's a great question. You know, I think one of the biggest things is where's Emmanuel Sanders at in terms of being in football shape? This was his first game he played. Now, he played two series against the San Francisco 49ers in the preseason. Uh, but, you know, football shape is a little different. Once you get the regular season, you could tell that he was gassed a little bit. He had that big 53-yard reception down the middle of the field. And I think... I think with Cortland Sutton, we saw him take kind of the next step in his game because... He was viewed as a one-trick pony, being the guy you just built the deep ball to. We saw him evolve to running in the middle of the field and making those tough receptions and tough windows between the free safety and the cornerback trailing underneath. I think uh, I think he's the guy that they're going to pay attention to this week, and that frees up guys like maybe Noah Fant, tight end, a rookie, the Broncos' first-round draft pick, to maybe try to create a little bit of work for himself. Yeah, so uh, I don't know exactly. Did the Broncos start their players in the preseason? Now, you just mentioned Manny Sanders get a few series, but did Joe Blackwood and the rest of the offense or defense get a lot of uh, time in the preseason? You know, they, they played, but they didn't get a lot of time. I would say if we had to take a look at the starters collectively, they probably played about a total of three quarters of football spanned across two games. Uh, actually, you know what? It was actually yeah, two games because they played a series against the Seattle Seahawks. And then they played two series against the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, you know, I'd say that could have been one of the biggest things for me to take a look at. Maybe why the Broncos offense didn't look as sharp in week one. You know, there's a big question. You know, if you don't play your starters in the preseason, how are you going to know exactly where they're at and, and how things can look on the offensive side of the ball? So, you know, this could be a good test. You know, the Broncos could come out firing this week against the Bears. And, uh, it almost reminds me of the game a few years ago where the Broncos hosted the Cowboys week two in a kind of a powerhouse matchup between two, uh, obviously an AFC team and an NFC team. Uh, this could be one of those games where it's just smash mouth football. I think it honestly is the game of the week. If I had to kind of describe any of these games this week, I, I think Broncos Bears definitely one of the games of the week to keep an eye on. That's, yeah. So let's. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, go ahead, Jake. No, I was just gonna say that's a that's a lofty uh, that's some lofty praise to call it the game of the week. But I think you're right. I think there are a lot of people watching this game. Uh, especially there's the factor. Of, you know, a lot of people call it the oh the Vic Fangio revenge game is something to watch. Um, but it, at the end of the day, this is still the Broncos, and they're still one of the best defensive teams. Uh, Cody, what are your thoughts? There's been a lot of talk about it all week. What are your thoughts from the you know the opposing side? I guess on Mitch Trubisky. How, what do you see in him? You know, I saw, what the, I saw what one of the Packers quarterbacks had mentioned about Trubisky, that their game plan was to make him play quarterback. And, and I think that is, you know, I, I think it's a little unnecessary. I think Mitch Trubisky, in my opinion, I think he works best when you have a, a perfect balance between the running game and the passing game. And I also think instead of making him just a pocket passer, you've got to get him out on the run a little bit, you know, sprint out, uh, folks, you know, to a certain spot area. I think that's where we see Mitch Trubisky shine a little bit. Um, I think where Mitch Trubisky maybe runs into some trouble is when, you know, he has to stand up and, and maybe sit in the pocket a little bit longer than he's used to. I, I don't think he necessarily has that tendency to be very good at that. Um, I, I do think, however, if you take the pressure off of him to solely place the offense on his back, you have David Montgomery, you got Tariq Cohen, you have 
you know, your tight end trade bargain. If you can get the ball to your hands quickly, I think Mr. Trubisky can also be a havoc, not against the Broncos, but against some other teams as well. Uh, you know, and you mentioned, I think the Packers defense is much improved. So what we saw from them, you know, they, they did, they had a pretty good game plan. They flushed him a little bit. And, uh, you know, I think this is going to be a big test for Trubisky. Can he shake off that week one performance where, you know, the Bears only scored three points? That's kind of unorthodox with what we're used to seeing from a Chicago team. Uh, so I think this is a big week for Trubisky. I think he can rebound, but obviously, on the Broncos side of things, you do not want him to bring down against you. Yeah, so obviously Trey Burton being available in this game is huge because I mentioned that day ago when we did our own podcast about our predictions for the uh, for the game. The Bears last week ran 20 personnel a third of the game, which was 21 times in week one. 21 offensive snaps were in 20 personnel. They ran that six times all of 2018. So I think having Trey Burton back in this game is going to be huge because they clearly rely on their tight end. But, I mean, last week they had... You know, 33% of their snaps were two running backs, four wide receivers, and zero tight ends. So that would be interesting. But I want to throw it to your tight end, Noah Font. Obviously, we know he's a rookie, a little bit of talent here, uh, a lot of promise for him. Only four targets last week, two receptions, 21 yards. What do you think is the role he is going to play in this game? Is he going to get a little bit of a ramp up in production, or are they kind of just keep it going with him, not throw him right into the fire against this great Chicago Bears defense? Yeah, I think they're going to take their time a little bit with him. They want to see him. You know, he, he's a guy that is very useful in the blocking game for the Broncos, very aggressive. They're going to rely on him maybe on some third down plays, third and short. They want to try to get a mess up maybe against a smaller uh, safety or a defensive back or even an inside linebacker if the opportunity presents itself. But I think this is going to be a week where we see some double tight for the Broncos. You're going to see a combination of Noah Fant and Jeff Hireman. I would be very surprised if uh, you know we see anything different. I think they're going to try to open things up a little bit because this is almost like week two of the NFL regular season. They're still trying to find their identity as an offense and the tight end. We know in Joe Flacco's history where he's been successful, he's had very solid tight end. So look for them to get them a little bit more involved. I think Noel Fan maybe be targeted maybe five to six times in this game. Uh, can he come up big? That's going to be a big uh, key for him. But I, I think overall, his release off the line of scrimmage, he's improved week to week from the preseason to now. And, uh, you know, I'm very excited to maybe see what Noel Fan has to do in the future. But, you know, even when the Broncos lost and some of the struggles of the inside backer, you had a lot of people talking about whether the Broncos should draft the Devin Bush. Uh, you know, I think it's too early at this time for, you know, even fans of Broncos country to be overreacting about that. Uh, but we got to see how things play out. No, I absolutely agree, and I think that segues really nicely into wrapping it up and getting to our predictions. Obviously, I think I have a feeling how this is going to go, having two Bears fans and the Broncos guy here. But, um, you know, the Bears are favored, two-and-a-half-point favorites in Denver. Uh, I don't think that line has moved. I I checked it this morning, but uh, i got to say, and I think we can all see this coming, i got to side with the Bears here. Uh, I think that... There's a chance that it's close because we saw how the Miami weather affected the Bears last year. And, you know, you're going to the altitude. I think, Cody, correct me if I'm mistaken, but it's supposed to be like 90 in Denver this week, right? Yeah, it's going to be hot. So, and we saw how that worked in Miami and how the Bears players kind of, they started to get gassed at the end. So I think it'll be close. I think it'll be kind of a similar situation where it'll come down to a field goal or a one-score game at least. Um, I'm going to go with the Bears, though. I think this is about a 24-20 game. I think that the Bears get business done. I think we see a lot better play calling from Nagy. I think we see Mitch Trubisky pull together. I like those. You know, I, I'm never usually the type of guy that wants to get into predictions, so I'm trying to get my keys in. But I do want to bring up real quick, 
the last time the Chicago Bears were in Denver, Tim Tebow led the miracle comeback. You know, Marius Harper didn't stay. He didn't stay in bounds. He ran out of bounds. And I, that's one moment I think I think a lot of Chicago Bears fans will uh, never forget, unfortunately. But, um, you know, I think ultimately uh, for the Broncos to come out on top in this game, look, you got to neutralize the pass rush threat of Leonard Floyd and Quill Mack. you got to utilize the quick pass game. Maybe try to take advantage of a, a bigger matchup where you have Corlin Sutton against Kyle Fuller. Maybe uh, maybe even against the Prince of Mukamara. Being able just to find your matchups and convert on third down. The Broncos got in the red zone a few times against the Raiders, but they weren't able to convert it with seven. You can't settle for field goals against a team like this because it will come back to haunt you. Uh, if you can fluster Mitch Trubisky a little bit, I think the Broncos have a good chance to come out on top. But like you said, I don't think there's going to be a game where one team is ahead of the other by a mile. I think it's going to be a pretty close game. I think it's decided in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you're a Bears fan, you see the Broncos 22-1 and record uh, at home in weeks one and two since, I don't know the exact date, but since, you know, that's, that's a hell of a record right there at home early on. So that obviously intimidates you, but it's not unachievable. You know, the key to the game, really, for the Bears, I think, it's obvious. It comes down to running the football. I mean, they just got to establish the run uh, before they can do anything in the passing department. I understand that, you know, there is a little bit uh, of weakness in the Broncos secondary that the Bears may be able to take advantage of, but I'm not necessarily comfortable with Mitch Trubisky coming out of the gate firing it away. Sure, if that happens later in the game, uh, maybe, but, you know, again, I mentioned it earlier, Dave Montgomery's a guy that Big Banjo does not know, so if you want to take the advantage there, uh, in that sense, then you gotta, you gotta use it, you gotta utilize it, man. I know Matt Nagy said last week that basically the main reason he was not the field in Bush was he just they didn't feel ready uh, for Dave Montgomery to take that RB1 role being a rookie third round pick, so I think that happens, and uh, I think the Bears just get after Joe Flacco. I would go with, like, seven specs, um, I think that, you know, just because Joe Flacco doesn't necessarily have the most mobility, you could say that uh, that the speed pass rush of Leonard Floyd and the power pass rush of Akeem Hicks, Roy Robertson, Harris, and Blue Mack to get after him. So uh, I got the Bears winning this one. Uh, although it is going to be challenging, again, we know how good the Broncos are at home, and they do present a lot of good matchups uh, with Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, and even in the running game. So it, it'll be a fun one. It sure will. I know we're all excited, and uh, it's going to be a great game. Great great football game for anyone who, who loves football and for all Bears and Broncos fans alike. Absolutely. Before we get out of here, Cody, any final thoughts, any final notes you want to leave us with? Uh, you know, nothing really right now. I just think the biggest thing to maybe watch in this game is it's for both sides. If you're a fan of football and you're a fan of defensive players, I, I think it's going to be really fun to watch, like I said at the beginning of the show here, uh, Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, and then Akeem, uh, obviously Akeem Hicks playing in the interior, but I'm talking about Leonard Floyd and Khalil Mack, just these pass rushers. I think it's going to be really fun to watch these pass rushers in this game try to get to the quarterback. It's one of the most uh, underrated positions that we talk about now across the National Football League because everyone's talked about, you know, inside linebackers making, you know, $16.5 million per year on their, you know, their deals. But these pass rushers, I tell you what, they find ways to get to the quarterback, especially against offenses, get the ball in their hands quickly. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch these guys go to battle. Absolutely. Kevin, anything you want to leave us with? No, I mean, it's, it's just going to be a grind. It's going to be one grind of a game. Again, you're dealing with the elevation. You're dealing with going to Denver. It, it's going to be another game, a battle on the trenches for sure. And, and, you know, the Bears certainly cannot walk into this game 
you know, knowing that they probably have a little bit more talent than the Broncos can't just walk into there with that mentality, especially after what they showed against the Packers. So they're really out there to prove something, but so are the Broncos. Two 0-1 teams, and neither of them want to go to 0-2. So it's going to be a battle there, uh, 425 Sunday. I mean, I'm excited. Let's go. I'm with both of you. I think this is going to be a game to watch. As Cody kind of mentioned earlier, it, it's one of the best games of the week, I think, and that's why it's slotted in the time slot that it is. Uh, you know, that we want to get a lot of eyes on this game, but that means a lot more pressure on the Bears. And they had a lot of pressure on Thursday night. Didn't go so great, so I think we see a rebound. But, Cody, thank you for joining the program. We really appreciate you taking the time. Always good to have uh, some some insight from the other side. Absolutely, gentlemen. Thank you so much, and I'm uh, looking forward to this matchup. Absolutely. Kevin, as always, a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, and let's get to it. All right. Bear down. Uh, Cody, I don't know what the Broncos slogan is, so if you want to drop that here, you can. And, and, uh, it's usually a mile-high salute. That's usually what it is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Thanks for coming on. Great discussion, and uh, we'll see how it goes on Sunday. Chicago. Chicago.